Hello, and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers with whatever writing ailments you might have. Whether it's related to your craft or your career, we can help. Are you ready for your session? The The doctors doctors are are in. in. Lauren, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, it must be pretty exciting for you. You're uh, the big uh, rollout of uh, Fresh on Hulu is yeah. happening or happened by the time tomorrow. We, by the time we publish this, it'll be right like, there. We go there. We go a while ago. Uh, but you know, we love talking to writers who have come up through the ranks and done what you've done, and now you're you know this. Everyone's talking about this movie. It's fantastic. Uh, so give us a quick. Um, Behind the scenes, what was the journey from you started writing shorts and assisting Adam McKay? Uh, you worked on projects that he worked on projects like The Other Guys and Step Brothers to having your own feature film produced and brought uh, and bought at Sundance by Hulu. This sounds like an amazing, you know, uh, 10 what is it, a 10 year overnight success kind of story? I mean, probably. Well, yeah, I guess I guess it's been around 10 years. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, no, I, I, um, started basically working in reality TV and knew I wanted to kind of write, um, by a amazing string of events. Uh, I was introduced to someone that was at the UCB upright citizens brigade theater and befriended them through like a reality show that I was working on. And, and, uh, and when it was time for Adam McKay to have an, get a, an assistant for Step Brothers, he like interviewed me and we like clicked and hit it off. And, and I'd never assisted a director before. And it was sort of the, the beginning of that journey. And um, Funny or Die, which is, was, uh, is a comedy website, but I think it's quite different now, was just starting. You know, it was just starting. So it was kind of coming up there, learning about directing, learning about writing, and also like getting to make short form comedy and getting to make stuff immediately where there was equipment and, and things right at your fingertips. So mm-hmm. that was really exciting to be able to just like dive into and, and make something and put it up on the website. And so from there, I just kind of um, started writing longer stuff. And I finally sort of wrote a TV show and I didn't really know how to do it. And I didn't know the structure and I just sort of wrote it. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I think it really is about your story and your voice. And, and that was like, when I look at it now, like the structure is a mess, but <laughs> you know, Adam eventually gave me notes and he was like, no, this is really good. Like you could sell this, you could actually get signed off this. And it, and it ended up being the thing that got me signed and it like sold, I mean, nothing, you know, it didn't get made or anything. It was like sold to MTV back in the day, but that was kind of the beginning of my journey. Um, and then I just kind of realized like, whoa, can I, can I do this full time? Am I like, you know, it was, I mean, I still think I'm faking it, but now I think after 10 years, um, but yeah, so I just, you know, sold some TV shows. Um, I sold like a big movie that kind of was like at the, at the moment, sort of, I went from like assistant to you know, screenwriter overnight, which was like a, a shocking moment back, back 10 years ago. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's been mostly comedy, but the journey has been exciting and now kind of uh, took a little left turn and, and tried something totally different mm-hmm. with, uh, with fresh. Yeah. So talking about totally different. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, I think people will love this movie because it's so different. It does not conform to typical genres and typical, you know, structures. So i I mean, I, I was, I was floored by it. I was like really knocked off kilter, you know, cause it's really different. Yeah. Um, h- how did it come about? Let's go back to how you came about with the idea and how you developed it. And, and, uh, and, uh, at what point did you get involved with the producers and the uh, director? 
so yeah, so I wrote it on spec and I, I just always wanted to kind of, I, I was like, I want to try a horror movie, but I want to do it in a way that is still entertaining. Like you're not sitting in the darkness the entire time, even if it is a heavy handed subject. And, uh, you know, just the tone and genre that's emerged these last 10 years, you know, I think has inspired me and made me feel like it's okay to try, you know, the, the get outs, the killing Eve, the even Barry and, and, and now more, more recently parasite of, you don't have to be one thing, right? If it's real and it's grounded, you can do, and you're entertained, you can essentially do what you want to do and, and what you'd like to see. And so it was a bit freeing and sort of gave permission to explore that. And then I kind of just went from there and, and, and kind of wrote it, you know, as crazy and shocking as, as I felt in the moment. And so I wrote, I wrote the spec and then I brought it to, um, Adam McKay and Kevin Messick who, who run Hyperobject. And, and I was like, I want you guys to read this first. And I sort of have an unspoken first look, you know, uh, I, I trust those guys. And, um, and I didn't tell them anything about it. I just said, it's different and it's not going to be what you expect. And that was the most fun. So they were like, what the hell? Like, you know, when they first read it, it was like the best reaction of, of not ever expecting something like that from me. So, yeah, yeah, I said that, that was... I said that a couple of times while I watched it. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and then Mimi Cave, the, the director, uh, how did you get connected with her and, and how was that experience? Um, so, so yeah, we were, you know, looking for a director and um, so a friend of a friend had mentioned, uh, or a friend had mentioned Mimi. And, uh, and so she had come in and read the script and really responded to it. And, and brought a lookbook and, and had like such a clear vision. And it was like the first time it was me and the other two producers that, you know, when she presented her take and her and her feelings on it and her lookbook, it was like, when she left, we were just like, yes, like she gets it. She's not trying to change it. She's trying to figure out the perfect way to elevate it and make this tone and this mash of genres like really work. And, and, it, and, and she truly, understood what we were trying to do and, and was like really ready to elevate that and um, is an amazing collaborator and, and, and extended on the vision, elevated the vision in ways I, you know, I, I could have never dreamed. Cool. Is there anything that you wrote that didn't make it on the screen? Um, you know, I, I, there are scenes, you know, in the beginning that about that you, I, I kind of figured would end up getting cut of, of just the female experience, right? Out in the dating world, out in the world, out in, you know, when someone knocks on your door at night, you, you for some reason, I'm immediately scared. I'm like, why are you knocking on my door? Like, what? <laughs> it's a murderer. It's for sure a murderer. And I think a lot of women feel that way. So there was a scene like that, that she just like her neighbors bringing the mail and you know, she's just like, <gasps> and it's just scary. Like you, you look, why wouldn't you text me? Why wouldn't you call? And I think there are moments like that, that maybe became a little bit repetitive. Like you understood her, her plight and her situation and, and you don't want to like beat it over the head, you know? So, so certain things like that in the female experience in the beginning and, you know, certain things just for time that you realize aren't as important. You know, there was more dating between Noah and Steve in the beginning that I think you just need to have enough and you need to trust and kind of go from there that that's kind of what in particular comes to mind. Okay. Well, the story starts off with what you could almost call a rom-com, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe a dark comedy even. And, and then it takes that drastic turn. I mean, was it always planned that way? Was it written to literally be that much 
of a, a twist. I mean, you're, yeah. I, I mean, if you didn't read the description of it, which I, I'll be honest, I didn't read the logline before I saw it. I, I saw it. I saw a little bit of it, and I thought this is some kind of rom com about a woman who goes to the grocery store and meets somebody or something like that. Yeah. And and so I started watching it. And I'm like, oh, this is cute. And, like, and then wham! It's like yeah. 30, 30 minutes in. It's like what am I watching? Yeah. And it was, it was such a, a visceral experience. Like life is like that though. Cause life can be going along pretty mundane or, you know, or something nice happens and then twist and you totally. have to react. Totally. And- it was always written like that, you know, in my mind. And I think if you watch it again, or even if you watch it the first time, there's like a, a slight sense of unease, like there in her, in her world and in her life, right. In her dating world, in a woman's experience, there's like little drops of, of like hints, but it's really, for the most part, you're like, this is nice. They're getting to know each other. And, and he's funny and this is cool. And, and I think that was always the idea because I think as the audience, you want to feel Noah's situation and be like, yeah, I would trust him too. He seems pretty great, you know, in a <laughs> lot of ways. And like when to, and it's really kind of talking about like when to trust a person, when to let your guard down, when is someone really being themselves? And I think toying with that was always the idea before like mm-hmm. abruptly pulling out the rug from underneath you. Yeah, you really did. That was amazing. Oh, thanks. I have I have trouble with horror films in general because I like my monsters to be monsters, not to be people. I find those are the right. most disturbing Scarier. horror movies. It's when it's a person being horrible to another person. Have, have you ever experienced anything like that? Is there anything I mean, is there anything I mean, real not in your to life? Any of those gents, but you know, we've all, I think a lot of women have had from microaggressions to really terrible situations that they've found themselves in. I've definitely run the gamut in the dating world of, of, from, you know, unwelcomed touches in a bar to just like mean, mean men on dates, whether it's afterward or beforehand, or, you know, as far as the switch of like, okay, you're not into me. Like now I'm going to be like kind of really mean and, and, and and just cruel. Um, so, you know, nothing anywhere close to the extent of that, but, um, I think that it exists and it's there. Um, but I've luckily never really had anything. That's that's good. Terrible like that. Um, we're going to take a quick break to talk about another writer's podcast, the writer's toolkit. And then we'll be back with more of our interview. The Writer's Toolkit Podcast with Paul Kalbergi. In the first season, I sit down with veteran Hollywood screenwriters and playwrights working in the West End and on Broadway. I find out how and where they like to work and the writing journeys behind some of their best-known works. So if you write for stage or screen, join us for inspiring conversations about the writing life, as well as tips and ideas for maintaining a healthy writing practice. The Writer's Toolkit Podcast. Yeah, you know, and writing a, a villain who's, uh, so, uh, you know, starts off like a really nice guy, you know, that has been something that's been difficult for me as a writer is like, how do you, how do you write that really hard scene? You know, how, how, how did you approach that? Like, I, I want to be too nice to my villain almost like I don't right. want them to be, you know, writing horrible right. things is hard. Yeah. And, and he's charming. Right. So to me, it was like a sense of like there, he has made, he has rationalized in some sense what he's doing and he thinks it's okay. Like he's trying to make it okay. And there's like this weird gaslighting and like manipulation of like in that first sort of basement scene of like, this is what it is. And like, I'm sorry. And it's more about like how the audience and how Noah is reacting to it, but he's just kind of thinking like, 
this is the new situation and I'm telling you the truth and this is just what's, what it's going to be like. And I think there's something inherently scarier about that, about the calmness of how scary and psychotic he is that wasn't that difficult to write. And that, but there are those moments where he has to sort of show the evil and, um, and, and it comes out in a more drastic, scary way. Yeah, it's different from the, the kind of villain who, um, you say that the, the cliche of the villain is the hero of his own story. I don't feel that he is the hero of his own story. I think he is the villain of his own story. Interesting. And he accepts that because, and this goes to the larger story, is that there is a subculture or, 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 or quote unquote, like industry around what he's doing. So, and that brings out another question is like, is there more story to this? Because he is is a provider of a service to wealthy individuals who are into a particular right. thing. Right. I mean, I, again, it was inspired by just the darkness of the uber wealthy in my mind, as far as that world goes. And I think there is, in, I have backstories that helped um, sort of influence where I was going and, and, and certain places, but yet he... He is the villain, but he also is like, well, there's more people like me and I'm just, I'm, I'm just doing a service, a service that I'm able to do well. And that, and that is his talent. And so the rationalization of like, it's not just him. And and there's like a whole world that is part of this is also, I think his way of like making it seem sort of okay, even though he's like, I guess you're right, sort of come to peace with the fact of who he is there's a real dark reality to some of this and the fact that there are human trafficking is a huge issue. And it's, it's, it's come more out into the open public now to people, you know, to address it head on. Yeah. And this, this story is a little bit about human trafficking, but in a very different way. In a very different way. Yeah. Did you ever think of it that way? You know, I, I guess a little bit, it was more of just, you know, in my mind, it was women, it was the commodification of women and meant to be consumed. And, and this is, and it's all about sort of what the man wants at that moment. And, 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 and it could just be bought or sold. And it's like, it, it's, it's just sort of the baseline of thinking of them as objects. So it's like not even no longer, but, but trying to sort of rationalize the, oh, we're becoming one. And it's, it's, it, there's a higher thing to it, which is obviously I think just disgusting and bullshit, but yeah, I mean, I, I it's obviously a real thing. And so that was in the back of my mind that in a lot of, in a lot, and this exists in a different way. I like the, um, the location you filmed in. Um, was that a place you'd already known about, or was that something you scouted? As far as um, like his home? Yeah. That home with like the, the kind of labyrinth like, you know, rooms and the, the concrete and the, the prison like feel to what was seemed like a very nice house, but it had you this know, dark, I think- it was such a collaboration, right? So when I initially wrote it, it was like, you know, this house in the, I wrote it as like this house in the middle of the woods, clean lines, bachelor pads, surrounded by trees, feels a little out of place. And it's like modern vibe. Um, and you, but you go in and it has sort of like a manly warmth to it. And I wanted the upstairs to be like, you could tell there was wealth there, but it's like, it's nicely decorated and it feels like very unassuming, but very nice. And then this sort of bottom layer hides beneath. But then it was really once Mimi came on and once Jennifer, uh, our production designer came on, it was really, what does that look like? What does that feel like? And and making sure that it feels a little different than something you've seen. I mean, the twisty staircase, that was Jennifer, the way the operating room and the mirrors, like that was all our production designer. So 
it was really just a collaborative effort once we were kind of seeing his location and who he was as a character more clearly. One interesting thing is uh, we discover that our villain, and spoiler alert, I, I hope everyone has seen it already when they listen to this, is married, has a family, and and in the end, we learn that the wife is in on it. Now, that was an interesting choice because, you know, this would be something like maybe he just, you know, would go to work and his wife didn't know about it, but she's complicit in the end. Why was that decision uh, something you chose to do? So I think like with Anne, it's, you know, you keep it a little open-ended of like who she represents and who she is. But in my mind, if he was doing this and this was his world for many years, it would be almost impossible for her to not know. And so if she does know and she wants the white picket fences and she wants the two kids and she wants that like appearance of a perfect life, you know, who was she before, you know? And I think we hint at that with a little, uh, you know, what she, I don't know. I mean, I guess people are watching that have already seen it, but when she sort of takes off her leg, it, you realize just layers are being peeled back about who she is and who she represents. Um, and I thought that was really fun because I think it's open for interpretation of like her backstory and who she is. But I think there are women like that, that sort of holds up the patriarchy and it's like things that may not serve their best interest, but they're going to, they're going to, at the end of the day, back, back a villain, you know? And, and I think, uh, I had a lot of fun sort of developing her character. Uh, yeah. And she was, uh, brilliant because it was so unexpected. Yeah, that was fun. Um, she, she played the innocent side of it very, very well, and then played the evil side of it very well. So I think you guys did a great job casting her. Um, Deo, who played Paul, was an interesting character because we think he is coming to the rescue, but he bails. <laughs> what was going on in, in that part of the story? What was your thinking behind it? Is that a Bechdel test kind of like we're going to throw this in and then and then again twist it? You know, to me, in a lot of ways, like Dio represents the audience, right? He's the person and the rational person that is going to do like, if this really, really happened, is going to do what you would really do if you heard gunshots in the middle of the woods and you didn't exactly know where you were or what was there. Like you don't, he doesn't know for sure that Molly's there or any of that. And for me, it wasn't even about him leaving, but it was about the women had to save themselves at the end of the day, right? Right. And so there couldn't be any knight in shining armor. And so for me, you know, we, we kind of came to that scene in a different way. And it was really, it's really about answering that the women have to save themselves. And, and Dio is, is a normal person. Like he's, he's, he's a, a normal person put in a situation like that. And so to me, he's the audience and he's doing exactly what we would actually do. Yeah, and and I I totally love that because I I when I watch a horror movie and I see people do the most idiotic thing, I'm like, why would you do that? And he's doing the right thing. Like he's the smart guy. Actually, he's like, I'm getting out of here. This is this is crazy. Yeah, I don't know what that's, that. I don't know what that sound was. That's, that's, that's that was all in a gun. That was fantastic. Wait, wait, he's leaving. It's like at first I was like, why? Where's he going? Where's he going? But but yeah. then but then it's like, well, he's smart for doing that. So that was that was uh, an interesting totally. choice. Yeah. In the genre of the, with the female heroine, do you have, you know, role models or, or characters that you, 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 uh, you draw from, or you love that, you know, you'd either like to write about them or that you drew from when you were writing this? Man, you know, I, I, that's an interesting question. Nothing in, nothing like in this moment comes to mind. Um, for me, it was just, what is the most realistic journey of this person that could be, me or my friends, if 
we were really trying to get out of like a dire situation. Like what would our journey be um, in a realistic way of sort of getting out to the other side? And, and what would that look like? And it's not mm. going to be the, I'm going to fight back right away. It's going to be something deeper and kind of more twisted. I think that is a slower burn and, and, and figuring out the man's psyche a little bit. Right. Mm. So it wasn't, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to just have that kick-ass cheering your seat moment at the end, that cathartic, like, yes, f- get him. And like, that was sort of the place I came from. So it was, it, it, there wasn't like anyone in particular that I was, uh, that I could think of off the top of my head that I was maybe inspired by in the moment of writing it. Oh, okay. Well, um, taking that to the next level is this, hopefully this movie will open new doors for you, give you some more opportunities. Yeah, I'm, lo- would, I'm loving this genre. So what, what would your dream one be? Uh, if you could, you know, if, if you see like, you know, of all the things out there, what would you want to draw? What would you want to write if you had the opportunity to? You know, I, man, that's a good question. You know, I, 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 I have a, I have a new idea that I'm toying with. It's like a, a TV idea. Um, okay. But yeah, like I, I, that, I mean, I, I was super inspired and excited about something like Squid Game, which is like everyone is watching it. It's, it's in, at points extremely hard to watch, extremely violent, but somehow you can't stop watching. And and like something like that, you know, is inspiring. And I want to like the next thing I want to write, I want it to be that this genre that I wrote with fresh of like, it's really hard to watch in moments. It's really dark. It's really up, but it's entertaining. And you're going to watch because you're like sickly enjoying it. Like even my mom was watching, you know, even my mom liked squid game and she's telling all of her friends because I can't believe I'm telling all my friends about fresh, but it's just, I mean, I enjoy it. And so there's a, there's a side to that, that like, I just, I want to do things that are dark and twisted, but you ultimately have to say like, well, you just got to watch it, you know? And, uh, but I, yeah, the real, like the thrillers and the, um, the twists and turns and the, the dark with a little bit of levity. Um, I, I wouldn't mind sticking with this genre. Okay, cool. If, uh, you know, that's just fantastic. I wish you all the best with that. Um, if Thank people you. want to find you online and follow you, where can they find you or follow you? Um, well, I'm on Instagram as just my name, uh, Lauren Kahn, L-A-U-R-Y-N-K-A-H-N. And I'm on Twitter, which it's, I, I, I made the name, you know, when Twitter first started, I can't <laughs> seem to change it. So you can just look up my name, but okay. the actual like handle is you don't know me. <laughs> oh, that's but so without cryptic. The without cryptic. the T, you don't know me. Ah, uh, yeah. which I, I can't, I can't seem to change. So that's, I think that's funny. great. I think that's a great handle for uh, <laughs> someone writing cryptic and, 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 and twisty dark uh, movies. So the Jersey in me, that you don't know. Yeah. I wish you all the best with the movie and, and going forward. And thanks for coming on writer's group therapy. Thanks so much. Have a good one.